0: This is our
1: Instant Pot Comfort Food (laughs) Pancake Maker Show. (laughs) You're listening to Cooking with the Hazelnuts. In this episode, we have special guest Larry Turnbull with his Instant Pot Recipe. It's really going to be a great show.
0: Yeah! Whoops, I
1: read that wrong. It's really going to be a great show. We're going to be talking about making a homemade pot pie from scratch sloppy joe and a biscuit. I'll listen more coming up next.
0: What is cooking? We are happy to hear from you and we have a new phone number 206-736-9301. Email hazelnuts at acbradio.org and find us on twitter at acb hazelnuts.
1: Last time, if you guys remembered, Mm -hmm. we're talking about the electric pancake maker.
0: I went looking and I found a refurb out there, but I couldn't find. I even called QBC; They don't have it anymore. Looked like maybe Overstock might have it. And so how many do you make at a time in your pancake maker? Four at a time. Four at a time. And so we
1: make about five batches. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, let's see, four times five
0: is 16. Well, that's only 20. (laughs) 4 times 5 is 20. Okay. 20. So if you well, made 40, you I'm a, 40, I'm a you made show host, not a 10, mathematician. 10 <laughs> batches.
1: Yeah, we make about 20 or, pancakes no. I guess.
0: Yeah, four at a time. Okay, yeah. 10 times 4. Yeah. My well, see my little one that I don't like. I should send it to you. I think it makes 8. So they're just really little.
1: Well, that's disappointing. No. So I guess if you guys uh, really want an electric pancake maker, you guys are going to have to do some searching, and and I hope you find one. And there's got to be another one on the market coming at some Yeah, moment, there must be. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy because this is the part that I was telling you about that I wasn't going to tell you until I told you right on, on the air.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. So <laughs>
1: are you going to get ready for this now?
0: I am. All I'm right. all ready. I have sit got, down and
1: everything. Okay, me too. I've got two people that contacted me through the Roger Walkie Talkie app that said because of the Instant Pot show, and by the way they didn't get the Instant Pot but they got a pressure cooker. They've never pressure cooked before. Okay. And they really liked the sound of the Instant Pot. A little too mm-hmm. pricey they said, but one of them had a coupon for Bath, Bed and Beyond and they bought a uh, power pressure cooker, which we've, I don't know if we've talked about the power pressure Mm-mm. cooker or not. Another individual um, rogered me and said that uh, it was their first time pressure cooking as well, and they, they ordered a another type of pressure cooker so i'm just
0: did they get the big boss no they did several they got, of us got that they,
1: they did so i'm just so thrilled that people are getting into pressure cooking yeah. and and that we were able to provide enough information
0: larry's demo will be coming up he has had a very busy week and day but we will have his demo later on in the show yeah. he's doing something with pasta oh really yeah. I still have to get to know this pressure oven. We just mm. I don't know, we haven't done much with it. I got to check with Rick Alfaro cuz he got one too and mm. I want to see uh if he um is doing well with it.
1: The ratings aren't happy happy with him. Um mm-hmm. but again,
0: with the pressure I, oven?
1: Yeah. Oh, interesting. But I don't <laughs> I don't go by ratings really. No. Um if if somebody recommends something, uh, you know, like you recommended it in Jason, uh, the co-host of Main Menu, which I'm a mm-hmm. part of,
0: <clears throat> <laughs>
1: uh, really recommended the Big Boss and the Big uh, I Boss. Look at yeah, the ratings. I like, man, I'd like one of those. You know,
0: mm-hmm. my only hesitancy about somebody like Wolfgang Puck, who's so often on. HSN. Mm-hmm. I think if you're on here that much, then I feel like I need to take everything you're selling with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. you're really not on here because you're just excited about this product. You're on here because you have a contract to sell several. There you go. So that makes me leery or at least cautious. We got some of his, listen to this, non stick cookware. <laughs>
1: Non-nonstick?
0: Non-nonstick. I I don't like non-stick cookware. Mm -hmm. So we thought, well, let's see about his cookware that isn't non-stick. All right. That doesn't have that coating on it. Mm -hmm. This is why people buy non-stick cookware. It is not easy to clean. It's really hard to get simple stuff off. But I don't like that non-stick stuff. I just like my cast iron. I just bought a cast iron Chicago pizza pan that's supposed to be better than ceramic and I don't know, all kinds of stuff. I haven't used it yet, but I I love cast iron. I would love to just get a whole bunch more of it. Yeah. And I also got that Rachel Ray pan, but I think it has a nonstick coating. Oh, sure. Yeah, It has that insert that comes out and then you can bake a loaf of bread in it.
1: Yep, that's right. That's one thing I forgot to mention, that in in those uh, meatloaf pans, you can pull the insert out and bake a loaf of bread in there. I think you're going to really like, and we talked about meatloaf pans a couple of weeks
0: ago. Yes, you did talk about several, and I I was a little confused by some of that, but I did get this one, and I was like, oh, yeah, I understand this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, an insert with holes in it so the drippings can go down to the bottom. Mm
1: -hmm. Maybe I can explain a little bit better. With the lifters, all it is is a frame. It's nothing else than a frame that you put your meatloaf on. Oh, okay. And then you just push it off from the side, and it will just slip right off. Just a little framework. That's all it is. And that fits inside the pan.
0: So it lifts it up. Yep. Exactly. There you go. I also got a donut cutter, it's a biscuit cutter, and they said it had a removable center, but I don't see how, you can remove the dough, but I don't see how you you don't remove any piece out of this cutter, because it's metal. But you could make a biscuit, you could make a donut, and what I want to do is play with making gluten-free donuts with Jules' bread dough, and then do them in the Phillips air fryer.
1: (laughs) Um, Now, with those bready type of donuts that you'll be making, Mm -hmm. first of all, let me just take a step back. Maybe the insert, maybe they mean uh, the removable insert, maybe they mean you can remove The the dough. The piece of dough, yeah, yep, that's for like donut holes or, uh-huh. or I don't know. Yeah, remember, did you try twisting it yeah. off? No, no.
0: Well, yeah, it's solid metal. Okay. It's a solid piece. Well, that might yeah.
1: be what it is, removable center. Yeah, so I, I think know. so. Like kind of a play on right. words, but not really. Now yeah. those bready type doughs, I would imagine that you could make just absolutely heavenly glazed. Oh, I do too. Donuts.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, glazed donuts are fried, so why couldn't they go in the air fryer? And then they talk about using biscuit dough. Well, I could make gluten-free biscuits Uh with Jules' flour and Uh do them in the air fryer, and that's still going to be less fattening. And all that good stuff.
1: So isn't it true that if you don't eat a fried donut, you should only eat one if you're going to, but like with the air fryer, you could eat three.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We can make our own rules. (laughs) There have been so much talk about your popcorn meatloaf. I've got to get that out of the other show and make
1: it. Yeah, that really is a good recipe. I I think you should
0: make another one and just feed all of us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, comfort foods we're going to talk
0: about. Yeah. Um, do you have one that is your favorite comfort food? <laughs> My very all-time favorite comfort food, if I'm feeling sick or I'm feeling, I don't know, anything, mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, oh, <yeah>. oh, <laughs> that is the all-time best fave comfort food for me. I was thinking that sometimes people talk about really liking pot pies. hmm and I have made a few, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to suggest some ways to make it if you want to make your own.
1: Sure. Yeah, we've made so our own. So
0: you can buy frozen pie crusts. There's a regular size or a deep dish size, and the deep dish isn't really that big. I would think a pack of deep dish would still work out. Well, it does, because that's what I used when I first did it. I think you can go to gfjules.com, J-U-L-E-S, G-F-J-U-L-E-S.com, and find instructions for making gluten-free pie crusts. There might even be some gluten-free pie crusts or mixes out there now. What you want is two pie crusts that are not yet baked, And then um, I like to do it with leftover either chicken, turkey, or even could be leftover beef. I've done it with the stuff of a tuna casserole. Mm -hmm. So basically, with that meat, you want some kind of gravy. I like the jars of gravy much better than canned gravy if you're going to use a processed gravy. Um, The beef gravy or the chicken gravy. They work really well. I've also used cans of soup, like with the tuna, uh, cream of celery, cream of mushroom, mixing those together. Mm -hmm. Or you could take cream of mushroom and mix in some of that packaged onion soup if you wanted. But basically, you want a gravy of some kind. And it may even be left over, like when some of us have made roasts in the pressure cooker, we've had leftover meat, vegetables, and gravy. That would work out really well in a pot pie. You got your meat and you got your gravy and then vegetables, it could either be vegetables that you decide to, that are leftover, or do you decide to partially cook them, or it could be some frozen mixed vegetables. I would let them thaw completely so that the moisture of them doesn't make your crust soggy. Yep, that's what I've done. Then mix all of that together and put it into that bottom crust. What I tend to do is if they're frozen crusts, I leave them out for a while to fully thaw. And then they're easier to handle, but they also aren't going to have extra moisture to make it soggy on the bottom. So I fill a crust and then I basically turn that other pie crust, if it's in a tin that was frozen, I just turn it upside down, flip it on top of the other and ease it out of the pan and then kind of mesh the sides together so that the top and the bottom are together and then crimp them around the edges or you can use a fork and just make little lines all around the edges and then make slits in the top Or you can draw a print letter in the top with a knife. You can do either one.
1: Mm -hmm. M for Um, mine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or you can make, uh, you know, I mean, some people like to take their pie crust and cut it into strips and do a lattice. You know, that's a lot of work. I think that's really about it. And then you can throw it in the oven at um, 350 and bake it for an hour. You can turn it up some, maybe 400 cook it for about an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, you'll you'll smell when it's done. I, I reach in and touch it. Yeah. Does oh, that yeah. crust feel yeah. crisp on top? Does it feel done? And am I hearing it bubbling from within through those holes in the top? Is there steam coming up out of it? You know, basically everything in that is cooked except your crust and it's being well integrated and heated. Mm -hmm. But that's how I've made a a pot pie. and yum! Yeah.
1: Yeah, No, I just thought of a really good one. Use cream of onion soup with cream of mushroom soup. There you go. And take your leftover pot roast and all the fixings from Mm -hmm. it and stick that from the pressure cooker, I might add.
0: Yes. And stick,
1: use all that, the, the vegetables, <sighs> if you have rutabaga maybe or If
0: you whatever. have potatoes oh, that were cooked oh, in there oh, and please. carrots. Oh, can,
1: you, and, can you imagine that?
0: I, oh, I'm drooling.
1: <laughs> I, you know, whenever I do this show, I, I usually have eaten already. I always come away hungry. And
0: you can take that same kind of thing that all those mixed fixins yep. and instead of doing a pie crust you can mix it with some pasta oh, yeah. and with a tuna casserole they typically uh say put some crushed up potato chips on top oh, yes. oh yum mm-hmm. is that good
1: my favorite one okay i love to make sloppy joes i like the insides of sloppy joes you know in other words i, uh-huh. I i'll eat buns and things but you don't
0: care if it's on bread or not you just want the inside stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. I
1: I like bread or buns or whatever, but here's my favorite thing that I love to do. When I make sloppy joes, you can make your ground meat, or whatever kind of meat you want, I mean, like pork with, mixed with hamburger or turkey or whatever, but mix whatever you want. You know, you can add a little ketchup or barbecue sauce or mustard or dry mustard. You can look it up, tomato sauce, ketchup, whatever you want to add to your Sloppy Joe's, it doesn't really matter. Green pepper, a little bit maybe. But if you buy Manwich sauce, you can doctor it up. What Manwich sauce is, is it comes in a can and it's got everything that you could possibly want. But I add a little brown sugar and tomato sauce Mm -hmm. and different things. But my secret ingredient is chicken gumbo soup.
0: Oh. And
1: that's Hmm. got rice and chicken broth and little flecks of chicken. And it adds for a very nice base. And I give a couple of shots of Frank's hot sauce in my Sloppy Joe's.
0: Oh, okay. Now,
1: once that's all made up, what I like to do is take biscuit dough and you can use those wampum biscuits, you know, when you bang them on the counter and they mm-hmm. come in a can. Oh, they're yeah. Pillsbury or Hungry Jack or whatever that you want. And fit them inside of a muffin tin, the biscuit dough. Mm-hmm. Put a couple of spoons of Sloppy Joe mix in there. And you can do this when the Sloppy Joe mix is cold. Or or you can mm. just, you know, get it at, at normal temperature and then put it in there if you don't want to, you know, eat buns or, or something. Put them into your uh, biscuit dough, sprinkle them with your favorite kind of cheese, and we told you this before, Debbie and I like sharp cheddar cheese, mm-hmm. or pepper jack, whatever you'd like. And you can use mild or, or whatever. Sprinkle that on your
0: cups, or- cups
1: yep. <laughs> Stick them in the oven at 350 for, oh, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes or a little bit longer. I'm probably 25. And again, touch them, listen to them and you get these wonderful biscuit inserts with the sloppy joes inside and the wonderful cheese that's that's a little brown on top and then you can just take them out of the muffin tins and just take them out with your hands mm-hmm. and, and eat them and all oh, they're good.
0: Hmm. That's Interesting. My com-
1: yeah. Comfort food.
0: That's your favorite. One of
1: my favorites. I have a lot of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yes. I don't remember if I talked about baked stuffed patunas. if you bake a potato and you can bake a potato at 400 for an hour and uh or you can crank it up to 425 and get it crispier on the outside you can put a little butter on it but you want to get all those little eyes out and i like to scrub them i don't peel potatoes anymore i just scrub them but anyway Mm, um and i don't wrap them in foil but some people do Once you scoop, you bake it and cut it in half, scoop it out, and then to put the scooped out part in a bowl and add some butter, add some either yogurt or sour cream. I usually add yogurt, salt. You could add some scallion, add some drained tuna, anything else that you think you want to add to that, and then... Put them back in the skins, and I, I often add bacon bits. put them back in the skins, and then you can put a little cheese on top, any kind that you want. You can freeze them that way, or you can put them in the oven and you know, cook them longer for for everything to I you know, probably put them in there about I don't know fifteen minutes or so, maybe at 350 or something, or you can just stick them under the broiler long enough for that cheese to melt, you know, five or six minutes, and then take them out. And oh, I, I remember doing that years ago, inviting somebody for lunch, and she said, oh, it was like a fancy restaurant kind of food. I know we talked about this when we did our show about potatoes, but if you want your skin to hold well enough so that it's not too floppy or doesn't get a hole in it or something, then, yeah, Mm -hmm. don't scoop it out completely, but uh, leave a little bit in there. Even in the, you know, you go to the restaurants and they serve potato skins, basically. I mean, I've always wondered, what do they do with all those? But that's probably when they make hash browns and... Oh, man mashed potatoes, potato salad. I'm just so excited about all the collaborative effort that is going on. Last week's show about the Instant Pot and all the people who joined us. And I really think that a lot of them will be back for other things. And that's just very, very cool. We want your demos. We want your mistakes. You know, it's just all good. Have fun. That's what we want you to do. Have fun in the kitchen. Have fun with friends. You know, you can be the life of the party when you cook. And even if you make a mistake, well, then the humor will be, it's a great story and it's it's a great bonding kind of thing. It really you know? is. Yeah. Incited people make plenty of mistakes. Oh, yeah let me tell you side of people also drop lettuce on the table when they're eating and cutting their salads and all kinds of things so don't feel like (gasps) oh no and now we have a demo of the instant pot by our own ACB Radio Managing Director, Larry Turnbull. Well, you can catch his music show Friday night at 7 p.m. on ACB Radio Interactive and his new show beginning March 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern Thursday nights on ACB Radio Mainstream. Handy Around the House. Take it away, Larry.
2: Hello, this is Larry Turnbull. And welcome to my kitchen. Most of you know me as Larry T. On the Friday night free-for-all, if you listen to ACB Radio's interactive stream on Friday evenings. And I've appeared on many other shows on ACB Radio. And now, I'm going to demonstrate a recipe with the Instant Pot Bluetooth uh, pressure cooker. We're going to make a pasta recipe that I found on instantpot.com. If you go on there and click on recipes, there's all kinds of recipes you can in there uh, find in there. This pasta recipe is Tim's pressure cooker pasta. And I'm not going to follow the recipe exactly because some of the portions that it calls for I don't have. But I'm going to adjust a few things in there, but uh, with cooking, it's an experiment, so you can definitely um, adjust different uh, recipes to your tastes. So now, I'm going to go ahead and set the Olympus there. And I've gotten the ingredients out that I need. So I've got the instant Pot here. I need to... Hook it up, plug it in to be exact. Take the lid off because the first step in this recipe is we're going to be doing some uh, sauteing of some uh, onions and mushrooms and peppers and also browning some meat. So, first things first, I'm going to go ahead and plug in the Instant Pot, so I can get it to sync up with my iPhone. Get a Bluetooth signal in there. So let's we'll run this cord over this way and into the outlet. We go. There you go. You heard that beep? That's the Instant Pot uh, getting power. So now, we're going to start adding the ingredients here. Okay, first thing we're going to do is we're going to put in a couple of teaspoons of olive oil into the pressure cooker. We're going to do all this before I heat it up uh makes things a little safer that way. Sometimes when you stand over these things when they're sautéing, it uh, they can pop grease up on you, so you need to be extremely careful when you deal with these. Alright, there's the oil. Now, it calls for a sweet onion, but what I'm going to do is add... I got a package of a mix of onions, mushrooms, and peppers. So I'm gonna put them in now. One thing to remember with these pressure cookers, if you're gonna be doing the pressure cooking, is don't overfill them. In fact, they recommend that you don't uh, fill them beyond two-thirds. That's definitely good advice to definitely follow. Okay, so we got those in. many others after I'm done with using and ingredient, it, I put it away so I know I've already added it. And I've already used the olive oil so into the cabinet it goes. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and add the meat as well. It calls for two pounds of ground beef. I'm only putting in one pound. That's all I have at this point. No. Let's see if it'll. There we go. Contacts. Time to open. Let's get over to the instant pot here. The page smart cooker app. Page four Page five of six. Page page of Safari. Now. smart one news. Smart cooker. Smart cooker. Smart cooker home button. And we gonna get over to the dashboard. Five. tab. Dashboard tab. Two. And let's see what we got here. Dashboard, electric cooker, work mode, off, remaining time, slash aid, temperature, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so we know it's off right now. Temperature, pressure level, retaining level, rice, same, but button. We're going to saute. Soup, button, percent warm, multigrain, yogurt, Button. slash chewing, saute, button. There's the saute icon. Saute, go back, button. With the saute mode, you have to leave the lid off, or you could use a glass lid or something like that, but it doesn't like it when you put the... Uh, the lid that comes with it on there. It doesn't matter if you leave it um, unlocked or not. Sauté. Padding. Electrical. Off. Mode, Padding. Press. Button. One. Selected. Normal. Button. Two. or Three. We're going to leave it at uh, normal for medium. More. Button. Start. Button. Delay. Start. the Delay. Start. Start. Button. So we'll go ahead and start. Dashboard. Padding. There it goes. Just started. Put the iPhone over here on the opposite counter, away from the unit itself. Cash work. Electric off mode. Off. Time. Five Temperature minus 16 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, and one thing that we've noticed that we've talked about on previous shows on the previous show of the Hazelnuts is uh, when you start the unit, it does lose connectivity for about twenty seconds or so, but it will come back and you can get uh, an idea of what it's doing. Remaining top temperature: sixty-four degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so yep, we've got it. We've got it back because it says temperature sixty-four. Remaining top temperature: sixty-four degrees Fahrenheit. Temperature and up pressure level not Heating level one hundred percent. Heating is one hundred percent, which means elements are going full blast. Pressure level. Temperature and temperature sixty-nine degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, temperature's up to sixty-nine already. I'm gonna get out a. i get a spoon out here that I'm going to use to kind of stir this meat and onion mixture around with. Okay, here it comes. It's starting to sizzle. As you can hear it sizzling, I'm definitely flipping it around and breaking it up. It's going to make it a lot of meat chunks in here. Just to recap, we've got onions, mushrooms, and peppers, and ground meat in here, along with the olive oil. One trick with this uh, meat, you need to make sure you get under it, and get it flipped over so you don't have it raw on one side and charred on the other. What I'm gonna do, since we're gonna be switching programs, I'm gonna turn off the unit, take it out of saute mode, I'm just gonna cancel it. Temperature and pressure up tiny level, 100 sautane, rise, but unit, prevent rate, second, up percent multi-grain, cover, prevent slash, saute, cancel, pop. So cancel. Cancel. And that'll turn off the unit for a minute. So meat's pretty well brown. So now the next step, I'm just going to add some chicken broth that, they, that the recipe calls for. And we're just going to add enough to cover the meat. Now they say to add the noodles before the broth but I'm going to do this just to get the meat to calm down a little bit. Perfect. Alright. So now, now I'm going to add the pasta itself. Um, Tim, the guy that uh, submitted this recipe, he used Barilla pasta. I actually have some uh, bowtie pasta that uh, I'm going to use. And his recipe called for an entire box, but I'm not going to do that because I think that'll fill this unit too much. And that'll, you def, especially with pasta, you don't want to overfill this because it tends to swell and it could uh, clog up the... Clog up the vent when it comes time to try to release the pressure on this. So a little bit more. I'll probably use a little bit less than half the box. There we go. So that's good. Some more broth, enough to cover the the pasta with. That'll be enough because I'm going to be adding the spaghetti sauce here shortly. The sauce I'm using has tomatoes, garlic, and onions in it. This is a fresh jar of it, so (laughs) here to break the seal. whole jar here. Yep, that covers the Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be a nice treat. So mm-hmm. that's that first view get this wine open here. Cup of wine. Set this aside because I'll use that, that enjoy the meal. Now last but not least. seasoning dad. Two tablespoons of Italian seasoning. There we go. And we're done with this Italian seasoning, so that gets put away. these birds off it's put away of black pepper. I'm a person who likes my food a bit on the spicy side so I might add just a tiny bit more of uh, the black and red pepper. It calls for a uh, quarter teaspoon of red pepper flakes. I'm probably gonna add a little bit more of each. Here's the pepper Put that way now.
1: <coughs>
2: <laughs> Last but not least, see red pepper flakes. going to stir everything that we've added into this and blend it well. when you're using this uh, pressure cooker you need to make sure that the handles are in such a way where they're directly left and right you know, cross from you, make sure you have it turned crossways so, you know, one handle's on the left side and the other's on the right side because this matters when you are going to put the lid on because when you put the lid on you can't just put it straight on with the uh... handles matching because it's a locking lid so put it on about a 45 degree angle or so, you need to make sure that the the pressure relief valve is toward the back of the unit so we're going to get it going at a 45 here roughly and we'll just try to line it up and then it should just drop right down okay now you heard that, that tone when it went down like that that means the lid is on but it is unlocked and the pressure unit will not function with the pressure modes, the only, in fact it won't work with any of them like that, Um, not even slow cook For slow cook, you either have to lock it or leave the lid off or replace it with an ordinary lid. So now that we've got it down on the unit, we're going to turn it clockwise to lock it. So now it's locked. Now, I'm going to go back to the iPhone over here. We're going to set this in motion. Uh, the recipe suggests that we use the meat option. Dashboard electric cooker book remaining to temperature, temperature, pressure level, not heating level, device, seam, filtering, button soup, button, keep warm, button, multi-grain, button, yogurt, button, Beef slash chicken, saut button, cancel, button, porridge button, slow cook button, Meat slash stew button. There's a meat slash stew icon, so we'll use that. Slow cook meat slash stew button. Meat stew go back button. Meat stew pending. Electric cooker off button. Minutes, button. And 20 minutes is what they're suggesting here. So it's got it set it. It defaults to 35. So we're going to go in here. Duration, duration, 35 minutes, button. Go back. We're going to double tap on that 35 minutes button, and it's, it's going to open up a picker item. Duration, Head 35, picker item, adjustable. And so we're, we're going to the value. We're gonna bring it down to 20 minutes. 34, 33, 32, 31, 30. 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, 23, 22, 21, 20. One button. And then we'll swipe to the right and there's the done button. We'll double click duration, that. 20 minutes. Okay, so we got it set to twenty now. Pressure level. Heading. Low button. Selected, high button We're gonna go with high pressure. Low pressure level duration. Duration, electric cooker off, needs to, heading, go back, button, needs to, electric, duration, duration, pressure level, pending. low, button, selected, mode, pending. less, button, motive, selected, normal, button, two, more, button, three, three. In mode, we have, we're going to leave it on normal. Start button, more, start button. And we're going to go ahead and hit start. Actually, before we do that, we need to verify the pressure valve is set to seal. The pressure valve is... there's a pressure knob that's used for relieving the pressure on this unit and we need to make sure it's pointed towards the back of the unit to make sure that it's sealed so when when the pressure builds it won't vent too early. So we'll start. And there we go. Now we have fun waiting for this to uh... cook and we'll see how it turns out. We can kinda get a progress on what it's doing here. Work. Up, work mode on. You See that it's in work mode now, it's on. Time, Temperature, minus 16 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, we're waiting for it to re-sync here. Time, 020. Okay, now it's got twenty minutes on the On the time. Temperature 138 degrees Fahrenheit. Temperature 138. Temperature and button pressure level none. There's no pressure yet because it's got to get above 212 before it can even think about doing any pressure. Temperature, temperature 143 degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) Temperature, temperature 145 degrees Fahrenheit. So, we'll be right back with you as things progress. One thing to note, the time will not start counting down until the pressure has been reached, depending on where you have the pressure set, whether it's high or low. here's steam definitely coming now, let's see if the valve closes here. Closed. Temperature and pressure level up. Oh. Got low pressure now. Temperature, temperature 240 degrees Fahrenheit. Temperature 240. high pressure the time just went from 20 down to 19 so 19 minutes left so for now we'll uh, do the editing thing and jump this gap because the next thing will be to uh, open up the unit and see how things turned out and we'll add some uh, mozzarella cheese the mix once uh, we get, uh, get to that point okay the pasta is cooking along nicely um, we haven't reached the end of the cooking cycle yet but I figured I'd come back and I'm gonna recap the recipe as it is on the website and I'll tell you what I substituted two pounds of ground meat I only used one at this time and it's actually a ground beef and a ground sausage mix I bought uh, couple of pounds of ground meat uh, ground beef and a couple of pounds of ground sausage and I mixed them together and divided them up into uh, some ziploc bags and I find that really has a nice uh, added flavor to it one large sweet onion and I substituted as I mentioned before with I bought a vegetable packet that had onion, mushroom, and it had uh, red, yellow, and green peppers in it as well. Two cloves minced garlic. I added a little bit of uh, fresh minced garlic that comes in a little jar, but I didn't really put much in there because the spaghetti sauce that I'm using has garlic in it as well, so we're pretty well covered on the garlic. Two teaspoons of olive oil one half teaspoon of black pepper and I actually added maybe a little tad more than that because I I like my stuff a little more spicy Um, you can add more or less uh, depending on how you feel about uh, spicy food one teaspoon of salt two tablespoons of Italian seasoning One quarter teaspoon of red pepper flakes. Again, I added more because I like things a little more spicy, so I went with a half a teaspoon. Two cans of canned mushrooms, and since I used that package with the mushrooms and onions and peppers, um, I um, I didn't have any canned mushrooms, so I went with the fresh ones that were in that packet that I mentioned above. One jar of spaghetti sauce. Uh, this guy used Chunky Style. Um, I used one that's got uh, garlic, tomato, and onion in it. One box or one pound of pasta. Now, I didn't use that much um, because I didn't want to overfill the pot. So I used about a half. And he used Barilla Pasta. I used uh, Bowtie Pasta. Three cups of chicken broth, more or less. You, you want to have enough to cover the pasta noodles one cup of red wine and that's the ingredients you need for this uh, recipe okay we are down to one minute and we're just gonna wait it out it'll beep when the when the uh, program, when the time runs out and it'll go into keep warm mode and then the time will start counting up Okay, you heard that beeping noise? That means time is up.
0: Temperature
2: for time So what we're going to do? Temperature, temperature, Um This this one thing about this instant pot is very good at keeping stuff warm. So we're going to go ahead and turn off the unit. So, I'm going to look for the cancel icon. Here's the cancel button. So, that turns off the unit. Now, gotta remember, there's high pressure in here. So, what we need to do is release the steam. There is a mitt that comes with these, it's a little rubber mitt, can use to grip the steam valve with. And I'm going to slowly release pressure. I want to make sure not to keep your face away from the ear as the pressure. I'm slowly releasing pressure. You can hear the steam coming out. pressure with pasta you don't wanna have risk having it and other things come out. So the the blocking shield should prevent all the big stuff from coming out but I just don't want this thing getting clogged so I don't want to invite trouble. You gotta relieve the pressure until so absolutely no more steam comes out. I think we're at the point now where we can just open the valve all the way just let it finish steaming out I'm going to get some uh, you could use mozzarella or parmesan cheese with this of the lid uh, unlocking. One thing about this, another thing I should say, one of the safety features of this uh, pressure cooker is when there is pressure in there, the lid does lock where you cannot remove it while uh, there's pressure. Because you definitely don't want to do that because that would be very bad for you and whatever's around you. Now, get some spoons ready here. We know the pressure's off of it now, so we're going to turn the lid counterclockwise on this unit. And you heard it come out of uh, ready mode. Now we're going to slowly lift this lid. There is going to be a little, re- there is a little resistance uh, from the vacuum. So we'll set the lid down here on the stove. Now we'll add a couple of spoons of the cheese here. Some people probably want more cheese on it. I don't tend to like a whole lot of cheese. I mean, I like it, but I don't like, I don't like the pasta smothering it like many others that I know do. So now, let's go ahead and stir this up a bit. And they recommend to let it rest for about ten minutes. So we'll be back with the all-important taste test. Alright, we are back and we are going to dish this pasta out and see how see how well this recipe is. Now we move the operations to the dining room. I've got a bowl of pasta here and a glass of that red wine that I used to... uh, that I used as one of the ingredients. So now we try it. Mmm, that is delicious. Mmm, yeah. Goes very well. Well, that concludes the demo. Thank you so much for being with me in my kitchen. For the Hazelnuts and Meat Radio, I'm Larry Turnbull.
1: Well, thank you, Larry. That was a right fine demonstration. How about a little drink to go along with that pasta dish? No, Larry, not for you. For me, you already had your wine. Just a second here now, folks. Yes. Oh, come on, Larry. You just don't play fair at all. Give me my drink back. Ah, ah, that was good. Well, folks, we'll see you right here next week on Cooking with the Hazelnuts. And tell me one thing: why am I talking with that accent? See you right back here next week, folks. Bye. Better let me take care of the rest of that pasta, Larry.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm, that is delicious. Mm.